everyone, and welcome back into Jackie's Quilting Chronicles. Thanks for joining me. We're still at Quilt Market. I hope you enjoyed the last podcast with Deb Hearn, editor of Quilt Magazine. She had lots of great things to say, and don't forget to check out her website at quiltmag.com. Today, I have uh, two special guests with me at Quilt Market. I have Jake Finch, and I have Melissa Thompson. They're um, both editors. Mm-hmm. Yes. At a new magazine, and I forgot you, Thompson Mar. Mar, thank That's you. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, they're both editors of an online e-zine magazine, so it's a little different spin. And it's um, we're going to learn a little bit about that and a little bit about the two of them and their backgrounds today. So welcome, ladies. Thank you. <laughs> cool. Thank you for having us, Jackie. So you're welcome. Um, so tell tell me. Let's first let's first start with you, Jake. Okay. Tell me a little bit about your background, as far as just your personal background, as far as quilting and kind of what got you to where you are today. Um, I started making quilts, and my first quilt was 1989, and it was made by accident. I had never seen a quilt before, but it was on the cover of Better Homes and Garden magazine before they had American patchwork mm-hmm. and quilting. And there were cardboard templates, and I knew nobody who made quilts. It just looked like a pretty blanket sewn from pieces. And um, I muddled my way through it, and I still have the monster. Uh, We call it the beast because it weighs about 45 (laughs) pounds. It's made from denim. (laughs) Uh, Well, did you put batting in it too? Oh, yeah. I put comforter batting on it, in it, and uh, it had buttons because it was too heavy to quilt. Uh That's why it's the beast. But from there, I'm totally self-taught, and... Um, I learned all of my skills from books and magazines, Mm -hmm. and I didn't know that there were quilt shops. I didn't know that there were quilt shows or guilds Mm -hmm. until Mm -hmm. I'd been doing it for a while, and Mm -hmm. it was 13 years before I walked into a guild, and that Mm -hmm. kind of, that shifted totally how I worked quilts. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, I had a community of quilters, and it was different. And you were learning from... A lot of other people, too. I I I was intimidated to join the guild, Mm -hmm. and um, it took 13 years to get the confidence to walk in, Mm because they can be Mm -hmm. scary places, and I was way younger than most of the ladies Mm -hmm. there, and I was very pregnant. (laughs) I figured they wouldn't beat up on a pregnant lady. No, no. (laughs) And um, it it was great, because I realized that I had some very solid skills that Mm -hmm. I had built on my own over the years, but I also realized there were some things I still needed to learn, like how to put a darn binding on correctly. Right. And so it, it was a good way to improve those, but that really was the start of actually working in the industry, which I never yeah. thought I'd do. Right, I thought right. I'd just always dabble. It's it it's evolving all the time, almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Melissa, tell us a little bit about how you got started. Oh, okay. Well, I've, I've been sewing a, since Moses was young. <laughs> <laughs> I, I learned to sew in 4-H, you know, made that yes. ubiquitous yep. apron with the cross stitches on it and all. Quilting, though, only started about three years ago, and mm-hmm. it was kind of an integrity move. Mm-hmm. Because I was editing for Quilters Home Magazine at the time, mm-hmm. and I thought, well, you know, I, I, I can move the commas around pretty well, but I need to learn the fabric part of it. <laughs> so that's how I got into it. And strangely enough, Jake, my one of my first quilts was also made out of denim. It was a cathedral window, and it was... Well, oh, really yeah. hard. Denim, a cathedral window. That's yeah. pretty. That's pretty. When you don't have somebody telling you you can't do it, do it. That's right. right. That's you right. Work your way through it, and then that's you just right. figure you're learning it. So absolutely. You know, if nobody says there's an easier way to do it, 
You do what you know. It's very freeing. I also have a lot of years in the machine embroidery world. Mm -hmm. And so I, I'm looking forward to doing some crossover work with that. I haven't really started investigating that yet or playing mm -hmm. with it. But, mm -hmm. So that's my background. And that's pretty neat. So do, have you both done like garment sewing too? Have you? Oh, yeah. 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 I started learning off of clothing um, mm -hmm. and taught myself to do that too, which is always a very humbling Mm -hmm. thing to do because you make mm -hmm. some really stupid mistakes mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. when I teach I tell my students you need to leave your ego at the door because mm -hmm. you're going to make mistakes mm -hmm. that's what we're doing and you learn from your mistakes yeah. mm -hmm. and by the way I'm going to show everybody in the class what you've done and when I make a mistake which I will because I'll get nervous and mm -hmm. mess something up while I'm here with you mm -hmm. you have permission to show off my mistake because then you absolutely. won't repeat it you'll okay. make your own on the next one absolutely so we'll just have fun with it absolutely so and which do you like better or do you not like better? Uh, I don't okay. know how to put that. Garment sewing or quilting? When I was 25 pounds lighter, <laughs> I really liked garment sewing. But ever since I've had my daughter and I haven't quite left the part of her off of my hips, I don't want to make myself anymore. It's fine. I, I, like the, I guess I like them equally because mm -hmm. they each ask for something different That's from true. me. And they each have a different kind of creative mm -hmm. buzz. Mm -hmm. That's very true. I agree. I, I also had started off garment sewing in when they had when home ec was still home ec. Yes. And when uh -huh. it's when it was a little more prevalent too. And uh, garment sewing is totally different. And yeah. I can usually tell in my classes the students that come out of clothing and the mm -hmm. students that went straight into quilting. Mm -hmm. And I will say that I. In my mind, I believe those that come out of sewing have an advantage because they've learned how to handle the iron differently. Mm -hmm. They've learned how to piece differently. They're not scared of the Y seams. Mm -hmm. They're not scared of right. easing things in. And those are skills that you have to acquire quickly with clothing. Whereas in quilting, you can generally get away with a lot of that um, until you get more advanced. That's true. So I, I, yeah. I do think, you know, that you should, if you've never made clothing before as a quilter, mm -hmm. make a skirt, mm -hmm. you know, do something simple and just start building on some of those skills because they cross over very well. Very true. Very true. Now, as far as your careers, and Melissa, you touched on yours briefly when you said mm -hmm. you were with Quilters Home magazine. Right. Mm -hmm. um, were you somewhere before that? And where, where are you now? Tell us what, tell us oh, where, where okay. you, how it's, how your career has how it evolved. evolved. Yes. <laughs> Okay. Well, I I was editor of Stitches magazine in, in okay. the, yeah. the commercial embroidery world for yeah. 11 years and then was freelancing. And actually, that's how I met Jake. Mm -hmm. We were both on Quilter's Home together. Okay. And, of course, that magazine is now defunct. But Jake and I had this vision for the kind of information that the modern and contemporary quilter really thrives on hearing. And that's not only design, but lifestyle and just how to infuse creativity into the entire lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Excuse me, lifestyle. And so we we nurtured this through our time on Quilter's Home and there was a detour and we took it and that's how Generation Q magazine was born. Mm -hmm. And we're, you know, working that. Uh, we started in mid-July with um, da daily posts. We post seven days a week. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I liken that to live television because, you know, there's always a text flying across the country. Did you do the post mm -hmm. today? Mm -hmm. Where's that image? That link doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And we're really, um, we've learned a lot, but we've got a great following because it, it validates what we always knew was there, the thirst for this information mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for we this both, community. We both come out of print journalism. Mm -hmm. um, we both, you know, came out of newspapers at one point and, um, 
you know, me personally being able to work in quilt magazines, I never thought I'd do something like that, even though those were the publications that I worshipped and read right. and bought. So the segue coming into it was just wonderful. Mm -hmm. and, um, I, I worked uh, for American Quilter for a while and mm -hmm. then went to work for Quilter's Home when mm -hmm. it was under the former editor. And mm -hmm. then when he left, we took it over. Mm -hmm. We had already been there. Mm -hmm. And when they shut it down, you know, the presumption was on the part of our publisher that there wasn't a place for a lifestyle magazine geared to quilters. There mm -hmm. wasn't enough content. There wasn't enough interest. Mm. And we have always said that is not true. You yeah. have to market differently to the audience when it's a lifestyle magazine because the content is different. Right. And you have to explain what's different. But once they read it, they get hooked on it because as as quilters and sewists and just people who love the cloth and love to create things, we infuse that in every corner of our lives. Right. And um, one of the things that I've always thought craft magazines lack completely is the link to other parts of the life. You know, we, we are a whole person. We have many different aspects to what we do. And it, it's like, you know, taking a family vacation and going to a beautiful old cathedral and seeing quilt patterns in the stained mm -hmm. glass. Mm -hmm. Okay, We see it wherever we go. We get ideas and inspiration wherever we go. Even if it's cooking dinner and we're mixing colors of vegetables and looking at it and going, oh my gosh, that would make an awesome block arrangement. Right, right. So knowing that and taking joy in it and having fun with it and being entertaining is what we do. Mm -hmm. And we throw the patterns in because we love the patterns. But sure. we're not all about the patterns. And so we got very frustrated being when the assumption was if you don't have enough patterns, then you're not a real magazine for mm -hmm. quilters. And we knew different. And that's where... You know, Generation Q came out. Right, right. We're proving that, yeah. Can you is. can you both kind of um, explain? Well, for, first, let's do this. What is the website address so that people can go and look at your new online magazine? It's generationqmagazine.com. Dot com. Okay. All together. Okay. Very simple. And we're on Facebook and we're on Twitter and there are links from all of those. On the website. Yeah. Okay. So now... If you can collectively kind of mm -hmm. give give my listeners um, what it is that Generation Q okay. has has in it for we, us, we <laughs> did not. We are not looking to do a blog. Mm -hmm. okay? We have a blog format in terms of we can post daily, and we've got you know photos that go with it. But we produce magazine content. The articles are full-length articles. They could go anywhere from 500 to 2,000 words. Mm -hmm. um, they've got the photos to go with it. Mm -hmm. And the content is deep. You know, we're journalists. We want to be accurate. We want to be informative. But we also want to entertain. And our voice can be snarky at times. Mm -hmm. It can be... <laughs> And you know what? And we take pride in that. We want to have fun. This yep. is supposed to and be you do. enjoyable. I think you do. Yeah. And you know, we're, we try to never be mean, and I hope we never are. But, you know, we like to poke fun of, of ourselves. Quilters are really neurotic people. I, I'm the first in line for that title, so I get it. What yeah, way so are we neurotic? No. Because all we do is think about fabric. Yes. We see our families. But there's nothing wrong with that, is there? No. <laughs> But our content, um, we actually devise an editorial calendar just like we did when we were yeah. in print. And yeah. with the editorial calendar, we have a range that, that comes up on a regular basis. We have product reviews. We have book reviews. 
we have, and I should say media reviews, because we acknowledge that it's not just books anymore. It's DVDs, it's apps, it's all sorts of ways mm -hmm. that we're receiving our information mm -hmm. in media, and it's not limited to a piece of paper anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, we do full-length features. We feature our quilt celebrities, because we're you know, nosy too. We want to know, mm -hmm. you know, what kind of shoes they like wearing. We already know what kind of fabric they design. Yeah. I don't need to know about that. I just need to know what, you know, they eat. You know, yeah. Or they go on vacation. Yeah. Um, we also like doing what we call the feel good or the heartstring pieces. There are so many quilters that do so many good things in big ways and small ways. And, you know, we want to take those efforts and highlight them. You had a fabulous post today, actually. Like you yeah. said, you post every day. Oh, the ergonomics and, piece. Yes, right. the ergonomics piece, which I thought was well, thank you. fabulous. I thought that was great because, you know, and, and, and I think it applies really well to quilters because from my perspective, I know I'm going away on a quilt retreat in two weeks. Mm -hmm. And when I go on a quilt retreat, I usually go for a while. It's like about six days. Mm -hmm. And sitting for any extensive period, which we will be doing, at a sewing machine, doing the same thing with your neck and your body and everything in the same position, mm -hmm. you really do need mm -hmm. to, to move and to exercise and to get your body. And I think it was a perfect example of what you're... We want to give, we want people to have fun. We want to feed their, their insatiable curiosity for new design and new inspiration. But we also want to guide them in, enlarge their world as quilters. Look mm -hmm. at look at organics, for example, and talk about the social responsibility there. We're beginning mm -hmm. to investigate that. Looking at copyrights, mm -hmm. which people will be seeing coming from us soon. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, the you know the physical mm -hmm. aspects of quilting, not something that we've talked about before. Mm -hmm. So that's what we, we want to enlarge their mm -hmm. world as mm -hmm. well. Will you be looking at one of the things that we that we talked about before we started the mm -hmm. podcast? We were talking about um, design. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and what you're looking for. And like, as far as your magazine, your online magazine, when you're here at market, what are you, what are you, what kind of information are you specifically gathering so that you can, you know, relay that out to all your readers? Oh. What are you, what are you looking for? What is, what is it that you're... We are looking for overall trends. Mm -hmm. And first, let me say that we specifically target the modern and contemporary quilter. Mm -hmm. And that quilter may or may not be the same, mm -hmm. <laughs> but that quilter definitely is comfortable online, is comfortable with you know the modern technology, um, or at least willing to learn, and that's an mm -hmm. important point too. Mm -hmm. okay. So open-minded. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, you know, modern is more of a style that's coming out mm -hmm. and one that we really enjoy, but mm -hmm. you know, our contemporary quilters have been there for a long time, and they tend to view their world on a little more casual basis. Mm -hmm. They're not as intense. They have eclectic styles. They love doing traditional stuff when it, when it catches them. They mm -hmm. love doing modern stuff when mm -hmm. it catches them. Mm -hmm. They just love doing mm -hmm. it. So our, mar our market is targeted in a really specific direction. And from that, when we're at market, we're looking at things that are going to actually reflect and be enjoyed by that reader. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm not going to go into a reproduction schoolhouse presentation where they're showing me Civil War prints and mm -hmm. how to best use them in traditional applique because mm -hmm. my reader's going to look at that and yawn. Mm -hmm. It's not his or her style. Mm -hmm. um, so we're looking for the fabrics that are coming out that are new and reflect that. We're looking for the products that will help in the way that they mm -hmm. will use them. Um, our reader tends to be on the younger scale, mm -hmm. and I'm not talking 
20. I'm talking more like 40s would be our average. So mm -hmm. there's some below, some above. But when they say the average age of the quilter, the traditional quilter in America is in the 60s, that's quite a bit different. Mm -hmm. So some of the um, some of the, the products out there that age you as you're aging and quilting, maybe you're not seeing as well, you're mm -hmm. not sitting as comfortably, mm -hmm. they may not be quite as relevant. They will be at some point. Right. They may not right. be. But, you know, the, the new... Uh, the new way to fold a fabric in order to get it done correctly. The right. new sewing machine. Some new technique does. or... Yeah. So, so we, we try to tailor it where we can. Yeah. Um, you know, we're looking at the authors that are coming out. I was just going to yeah. say that. We're looking for new talent, up-and-coming mm -hmm. designers mm -hmm. um, or, or authors. Just the emerging crest of the wave. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and today was a big day, I mean, as far as seeing a lot of new things, you know, with Schoolhouse. Um, what, what, did, what did you see? I mean, I was at Schoolhouse today. What are some of the things that you saw? Let, let me first um, define, if that's okay, for the listeners what schoolhouse is because yeah, absolutely them, go ahead you know a lot of them don't absolutely. even realize market right. first of all is a trade show so if you're if you're in the industry and it makes you feel like you're part of some big clique but if you work in the industry then you have access to market and this is where all of the wholesale manufacturers come in and show what's new show what's different what's yep. coming out and they feature their designers for products for fabrics for quilts whatever um, you'll have everything from major sewing machine companies to a brand new pattern designer that will be at market. And so it's a one-stop shop for us to really investigate what's coming out. Right. That said, the day before market officially opens, which would be tomorrow, and it'll run Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, mm -hmm. the day before is always set aside for Schoolhouse. And Schoolhouse, you have the different manufacturers renting space in their classrooms in the convention center, and they host short seminars, 15 minutes or 30 minutes. And each one um, of the seminars is designed to sell a product or a technique or something to a shop owner. The main customer at market is the shop owner. Yep. So, because the shop owner is going to the consumer, whether it's online or brick and mortar, it's the mm -hmm. shop owner. So, um, for instance, a publishing company would come in and show the books that the shop owner could feature at their shop. A fabric company is going to show a new line and explain why this is different and why this is important. Right. So, when we're at market, you know, we're going to look around and see. Who thinks what is important? Right. Who's showing up at the schoolhouses? Because sometimes that's as informative as the actual presentation. Sure, sure. You know, what's the audience makeup? Are they looking a little younger? Are they looking interested? Are they mm -hmm. leaving halfway mm -hmm. through? Um, what are the big name designers that are drawing? Mm -hmm. Like, for instance, today we went to. Um, I have to credit this to Mary Avru. She was so she was so funny and she was so right. <laughs> I, I couldn't think of an equivalent to what the Holy Trinity is in quilting. <laughs> I was trying to think, okay, if you have four people, it's not a trinity, so is there an equivalent <laughs> to that? And Mary goes, how about the Fab Fabric 4? And I went, oh, I like that. Can I steal it? She said, yeah, take it before I use it. So that's what I put on the Facebook. But the Fab Fabric 4 was Westminster featured Valerie Wells, yeah. Tula Pink, yeah. Anna Maria Horner, yeah. and uh, Amy Butler. Amy Butler. Yeah. And it's like, yep. There you go. Those all are together. Yes, room. I know. I know. All together. Yeah. And that was pretty cool. So we were there, and that room was, was pretty full. Pretty full. It was probably a double room. Uh -huh. right? Yeah. So. And, and they were telling people about deepening the use of non-traditional substrates, such as the laminates, the corduroys, yes. the velveteens. The and they, walls. Not the, the walls. Yes, walls. walls. I know. I got that. 
crazy. <laughs> but you're but you're right, and I've seen that all over the laminates, especially mm-hmm. the vinyl laminates. They are be and not they're wonderful because they before they used to you know when they were coming out they used to be very stiff. Now they're nice and they're supple, and you can make wonderful things with them. They're gorgeous. Yes, they, they really are. And <clears throat> Westminster's doing a great job with them, too. Yeah, and there are a lot of other manufacturers. I mean, Riley Blake had an mm-hmm. incredible arrangement of laminates at Spring Market. We mm-hmm. haven't seen what they thought for right. this one, right. but it was really right. cute what they had. Right. And, um, you know, a lot of them, are, Michael Miller started coming out with laminates, and so yeah. is Kaufman, I yeah. believe. Yeah. So. I'll comment on another trend I saw today, which... I guess the the author who talked about it, I believe her name is Carolyn Forster. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm wrong about that, I can double check. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. anyway, she, she has a new book uh, called Utility Quilting Landauer, mm-hmm, I believe, mm-hmm, is her publisher. Mm-hmm. And it's all about the big stitch. Mm-hmm. And it, and I was telling Jake earlier that this is where I see the intersection of the modern interest in embroidery meeting the very time honored tradition of hand quilting. Mm-hmm. It's basically hand quilting with the, you know, the pearl cotton. We saw that last spring. We're beginning to see more line embroidery, you know, um, outline stitch embroidery designs. Those have been exploding. Mm-hmm. But it was the whole idea of this being your utility quilting stitch right. as well. And it, it's really the first time that the modern influence has been getting to the last stronghold of traditional quilting. And I thought that was interesting. Right. And I see lots of, you know, lots of possibilities, lots of fun there that people can have. Right. Right. Do you do you see, um, you know, when I look around at market, I see things, you know, and you probably see different things than I see as so does the next person, the next person, the next person. Do you see um, a lot of younger people coming yeah, to I, market? I saw it today. I saw it today. Because mm-hmm. today's really the first day that we're all gathered under one roof and mm-hmm. you can kind of look around and I'm seeing a lot more of it. I'm seeing... Um, for instance, I'm a CNT author, so I, mm-hmm. I make an effort to be at a couple of their schoolhouses just mm-hmm. to kind of help out and mm-hmm. support. And they have the stash line of books. And the stash right. books came directly out of the modern quilters. Yes, yes. Um, it was their answer to how to meet the, the new demands of this growing market, which are fairly unique. You know, right. that they're not sewing just quilts. They're making lots of different things, and they have a very specific design sensibility. And a lot of them have a different life station. Many of them are young moms mm-hmm. or just, you know, starting out with a new husband and a new home. And so they do a lot of home deck. They do a lot of mm-hmm. wearables. Mm-hmm. So I turn around and I look at the room and I'm seeing a lot of shop owners who have their daughters with them. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing multi-generations mm-hmm. in the back of the room. I'm seeing multi-generations up on the dais. Mm-hmm. You know, Valerie and Jean Wells we're used to seeing mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. But think about it. That's a mother and daughter team that's mm-hmm. very successful. We were at a Sweetwater presentation. Mm-hmm. That's a mom with two daughters. Mm-hmm. So a lot of family businesses that are mm-hmm. growing out of what used to just be mom. Right. Right. And I think that's really neat. That to me is how you're handing it down. Because I, I know that in California where I live, we're having a lot of shops closing and not because they're not making it, but because the, the owners are retiring. Oh, right. And nobody to pass that shop on to that's interested. You know, that's, that's something that I've wondered about because I do see a lot of that happening the the brick and mortar shops going by the wayside and you wonder you know is it the economy is it you know just an older generation i think it's both you know i think you're seeing both of it um and i and i'm, I'm seeing a lot open 
but they're kind of under the radar because they may not be brick and mortar, mm-hmm. or they may be couched as the young lady we met today who opened a sewing lounge. Right. Okay, if you go to look up quilt shops, unless she's very specific to make sure she's listed exactly. that way, you're not going to pick up a right. sewing lounge that features every single quilt designer you've ever known, Yeah. but that's what she's doing. So, mm-hmm. you know, as a consumer, we've got to search a little harder for mm-hmm. what we're looking for, and in return, we get something a little different. Right, um, right. It's interesting, the transition. One of the things, and, and I get a lot of um, question about this and email, and, you know, and I think everybody's definition tends to be slightly different, um, but I think there tends to be common theme. But my, my question to you both is your take on it and your definition of modern quilting. I get a bit... <laughs> I, I, seriously, I mean, I get a lot. I get a lot of emails saying, "Define modern quilting. What on earth is modern quilting?" So, go ahead. I want. I'm not. Right. Go for it. Yeah. Can, can interrupt me if, if I get off course or don't stop talking. <laughs> okay. I see modern quilting as two things. I see it as a culture, and I see mm-hmm. it as a style. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. If we're trying to define a style, I think there are some over arcing themes within the quilt design that we can Mm -hmm. pinpoint, but I don't think they're hard and fast, and I don't think it's fair to say this is the only way it can Mm -hmm. be. Overarching, though, you generally see a lot of white space in the design, Mm -hmm. a lot of use of geometrics. There may be a lot of asymmetry. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're using older fabrics, they're used in a a different, newer, fresher way. But Mm -hmm. I also see a, a style of modern quilting that's using bold and bright fabrics and you know, the, the words that are almost becoming cliche at this point, at least because we live them every day, mm-hmm. fresh, bold, mm-hmm. modern, mm-hmm. vibrant, mm-hmm. hip, mod. You know, the colors are very much out of the 60s and the mm-hmm. 70s, but mm-hmm. they're being retooled in different ways. They're named differently, and all of a sudden, they're more approachable. I hated them in the Brady Bunch, but I yes. love them now. Not <laughs> unlike this room that we're in. Exactly. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, if you, if my listeners could see where we're sitting right now, this is a perfect example. Yeah, because yes. the couch would have been avocado green in my yes. grandmother's house, but right now it's citron. Right. <laughs> right. Or it's, exactly. It's chartreuse, and right. it sounds much prettier that yeah. way. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of that with the design sensibilities. Um, the quilts are generally utilitarian. They're not generally art quilts, but there's a lot of breaking off of that too. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm seeing stuff that looks much better on a wall than a bed because it's so pretty or it's so right. different. Right. Um, that would be more the design end of things. And it's not totally exclusive. There are many other factors. Um, then, and also simplicity is really important. I see a lot of very simple, simple designs. Simple, clean. Yeah, a lot of clean lines. In terms of culture, though, what I see there is I see a much more inclusive group of people who learned how to bond mostly online. So it was a faceless mm. friendship, mm-hmm. which has a different level of intimacy. You know, you, you generally are a lot freer when you're not face-to-face with somebody mm-hmm. with what you say and what you exchange. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're talking about the modern quilt guild, which we belong to, mm-hmm. but we're not, you know, movers of the guild, mm-hmm. um, you know, that guild was born out of a need to get FaceTime with other people that shared a love of the quilting. It tends to be on the younger end of scale because of where they're meeting each other. But that's not exclusive either. I've met many traditional quilters who belong into modern, you know, groups because they just love the design. They right. love the shift of the simplicity and how they can play with color as opposed to a lot of shape. And, um, you know, the culture is... You've got, you do tend to have younger people, so you have a lot of moms that are are working out of their houses. The ones that are trying to make a living in the industry are 
very motivated, and um, they tend to be working around young children. They're working late at night. I cannot tell you how many times we feature somebody, you know, a new up-and-coming author, a designer who's been getting a lot of attention, and we're communicating at 3 in the morning by email. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I mean, more than one of them, I say, go to bed. And they're like, oh, no, I can't go to bed. It's the only time my kids are asleep. Uh, my I husband's sh- asleep, and I get to work. I'm like, hey, but I'm up at the same time for the same reason, so I'll shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're working it differently. They're very motivated, but they're, they're not forgetting that they have families to deal with as well. Right. Um, and so it, it gives a different appreciation for what they're doing. And am I missing anything? Well, one thing I would add would be I think there's a, a larger degree of acceptance and a non-judgmental thread that runs through all of mm-hmm. this because, you know, we each recognize that we learn at different rates and, and there's, a, there's more encouragement, I think, mm-hmm. that comes for the for the newer sewer a sewist the newer quilter in a in a modern guild or a modern group mm-hmm. setting mm-hmm. you know um, and I think that we can't overlook that and that's probably part of why people feel so welcome and, and they're glad to come in and bring their you know little block where the points don't match because they know that they're not going to get the slapped quilt, around the quilt we know police, police right exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah but with that I will also say that you have a group that is very passionate and enthusiastic to learn Mm -hmm. and they tend to teach each other and they also don't always define themselves as quilter Mm -hmm. they like to sew lots of different things Mm -hmm. and they're happy using their quilt fabrics you know to become a set for the table you know placemats Mm -hmm. and napkins or to become their baby's new bonnet or Mm -hmm. to become a great purse they are not limited by just Mm -hmm. the word quilt and so a lot of them don't call themselves quilters they mm-hmm. call themselves sewers or mm-hmm. DIYers or mm-hmm. handmade artisans yep. Yep. or, you know, I just like to make things. Right. And that's fine, too. If there's not a label on there, there's an awful, there's a great broadening of what their interests are. And so what we find among our advertisers, among the fabric companies, one of their main questions is, what are they sewing? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. they know that the fabrics are being used in different ways, but mm-hmm. quilters always said it was quilts. These people are saying no. We'll we'll make anything. And I think you know, um, even at the school, even at schoolhouses, and when we're walking the market floor tomorrow, um, I see a, a big diversity. You see, when you go into a schoolhouse, um, you don't just see quilts anymore. You see, look at what you can make with this, and look, you know, here's a bag, here's a you know, here's a a pillowcase or a sham or a, a dress. Um, I have to say, I was in Jane Sassman's today and she had the most she had a mannequin there and she had the most gorgeous dress it was just like a sundress made up out of you know regular what you call regular cotton quilting fabric but it was absolutely phenomenal I would I would wear I would I, I mean I don't know that I'd wear it here but <laughs> but but I mean you're right you see you see the usage of that cotton fabric in many different forms so I think that that is, you know. It's important because at the end of the day, we are an industry. We're in a business. We have to answer to the call of the consumer. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, in order to make sure our consumer doesn't get bored with what they love doing, mm-hmm. we have to constantly evolve and change and adapt and grow to provide new and interesting things. Mm-hmm. If we're willing to embrace something like a tote bag, and sew that and quilt that mm-hmm. instead of a standard better wall quilt mm-hmm. that gives us more breathing room mm-hmm. to work with our mm-hmm. consumer. 
Right. And ourselves, because almost everybody I know in this industry is in it because we love doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. you know, we're as much a participant mm -hmm. and a consumer mm -hmm. as we are in the biz. That's right. That's right. Well, you know, I would add to that that we are quant working to quantify just what do are they sewing? What else are they crafting and working in through our um, modern quilter survey? Mm -hmm. The link to that can be found on our website. We'd like people to go and take the survey. We're running it over a number of weeks. And we've already in in the since when did we go live? First of September twelfth, my birthday. Hey, okay. <laughs> happy late birthday! Thank you. That's why I remember. We we have already proven with the results we've gathered to date that the quilting, the average age of our quilter, sewer, crafter, is lower mm -hmm. than other surveys that this industry has come to depend upon. That doesn't mean that survey is wrong. It right. just means that the niche that we are that going filling, to. Right. Yes, and so we you know we will have you know good and exciting information to share with mm -hmm. people in we, the weeks to come. We believe we're reaching a quilter that other um, surveys may not have reached because we are strictly going after that quilter online right. to ask the questions. Right. And we're not calling them quilters, so there's a lot right. more room for them to stand up and say, this is what I do. And, and I think, like you had said earlier, too, um, you know, the, the younger, the mom, who may not be able to get out to that quilt guild or get out to a function like festival or mm -hmm. a quilt show or something, and they're not making those connections outside the computer, that's the that's a niche that you're filling because they're they only have a certain amount of time, and if that means they've got you know ten minutes to be on the computer to learn something, they can be on your magazine learning something. And you've got multiple categories, by the way. Can you can you you know either oh, yeah. of you give an overview of some of the categories that you have? Oh, by categories, do you mean like you different oh, features? Okay, okay. Well, I am Gen Q is one of our most popular ones, and that's where we profile um, designers or uh, fabrics or patterns or you know mm -hmm. up and coming talent. Mm -hmm. We also have um, our play dates. Play dates, yes, which are that's, more of our projects, right? Mm -hmm. Projects, and those can be you know medium to small projects. Mm -hmm. uh, our format right now, which is online, um, it's a little little difficult to do a larger quilted project, but when we segue into a digital quarterly format mm -hmm. next year that we expect that to change mm -hmm. and enlarge there. We also have, oh, let's see, my favorite, I like to do this one, is Nosh and Slosh because <laughs> quilting is all about conviviality and, and as a, actually, I didn't tell you this part, I used to be a caterer too. Ah. So I like to... We do like to eat. Yes, we do. <laughs> and we like to, the, the occasional pour. And so we and Melissa's a foodie and makes awesome food. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Are you posting recipes? Yes, we do, slosh? we do that. Actually, all we right. Do that. And then, I missed that category somehow. I'm going to the other. I need to go to that category. Have to see the Black Widow Martini Ooh, that we ran yes. last week. Oh, so, okay. There's still time for you to make that by Monday. Okay, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I'll be home early Monday too. So one of our most popular is. Um, uh, it's called Unraveled, and this is the humor column done by Megan Darty. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. our, our readers may also know her as the bitchy stitcher. <laughs> and we love working with her on that, and we love her contribution mm -hmm. to Gen mm -hmm. Q. It's Which important. is huge. She mm -hmm. helps us do our design. Mm -hmm. She's, um, there are four of us. It's Melissa and myself and Megan, and then Scott Hansen, mm -hmm. who's well-known for his designs. He works yes. with a lot of fabric companies, mm -hmm. and he's yes. awesome, too. So between the four of us, we kind of cobbled together our our issues. Yeah. Um, it's important that there are little differences between being online or more than a few and being in print. You know, in print, we're 
usually at a two to five month delay on getting our information mm -hmm. out. And we always push the, the, the deadline on lots of different things so we could be as fresh as possible. Now it comes out, we can post it right away and have right. fun. Exactly. But because it's online and in the current format, you're getting Generation Q in bytes. And it's important that if, if you're bitten a little bit and you're enjoying it, that you kind of look at the overall and follow the flow. Even if you're not reading it every day, you, you know, turn, tune back in and go back and you'll see there's a lot of variety in what we're offering. Because we're offering the same type of content we used to do in print, but it's free. Yeah. You know, you yeah. can subscribe on an RSS feed. You can subscribe and get email in your inbox every day. Which is fa fabulous. Yeah. And we want to be in print. That is our mm -hmm. ultimate goal. We won't stop doing the website, mm -hmm. but we'll transition it. So things that need to be breaking and up to date and mm -hmm. fresh can go on the blog. And then our bigger pieces, our bigger tutorial packages, we have a lot of ideas for those. Those mm -hmm. can go in print because mm -hmm. they'll sit around a lot longer. Mm -hmm. Because people would appreciate pulling mm -hmm. them out or printing them out of the digital version yeah so that yeah. The, those are our goals ultimately now if if people wanted to get in touch with either of you mm -hmm. um what would be the best way to do that well on generation q our emails are simple and they're on there but it's jake at generation q magazine.com or melissa at generation q or megan, megan or, or scott, scott. Okay. <laughs> and so we're easy to, to get a hold of and we're really responsive we're on email and the computer you are responsive i long. must say <laughs> we are always on i it. must say yeah yeah no and that's a good thing so great so if people i mean are you open when to people sending you an email about an idea yes. or whatever? Oh, we'd love that. We we'd see that. Generation Q first and foremost as a community. And, mm -hmm. and sometimes the word can be trite and we don't want it to be trite. We, we see ourselves as a group of like-minded, like addicted mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at the end of the day, we want to be there to share. We are limited sometimes by a lack of manpower. Mm -hmm. So all the wonderful ideas we have take longer sometimes to get in, but you know, we've got listings for events, we have listings for shows, we have listings for charity efforts, and as we have more time and we build on those, they'll serve the community better. Um, we have a very small budget, yeah. <laughs> so sometimes that's a consideration. But, you know, if you wanted to submit projects, we are shameless promo <laughs> and I swear I'm trademarking that term. I'm going to come out next market with it on my t-shirt. We believe heavily in cross-promoting. Mm -hmm. One of the things we love sure. about online is that there are so many ways to support each other. Sure. So I'm not always even looking at what we get out of it as what we can put into it for right. you. If you're an author or you're a designer and you want to feature you know, a project, we're grateful to have the fill mm -hmm. and have mm -hmm. something interesting. And in return, we're happy to sing praises, tweet it like crazy, Facebook it like crazy, get it out there because mm -hmm. we want to see you succeed. If mm -hmm. you succeed as a designer, author, you know, whatever, then we're lifted, we're mm -hmm. supported, and we have more things to play with. Mm -hmm. So Great, great. Well, let's repeat your um, website again before we close here. Oh, okay, generationqmagazine.com. And definitely go there for any needs food too <laughs> and anything anything else that you might you might find necessary for the quilting world mm -hmm. right well thank you both for joining me today You're i really welcome. it was thank really you. fun and it's nice to get to know you a little better and i hope you um get some new readers on online hope so too yeah we, we want to be yeah. around a long time and yeah. jackie thank you so much yeah. for oh, bringing welcome. us in and yeah. 
letting us babble. You're welcome. Well, thank you, everybody. And if you have any questions, please definitely go to their website. And if you need to get a hold of me, you know how to do that, cvquiltworks.blogspot.com. And until next time, happy quilting, everyone. Thank you.